Welcome to the Gamerhood Podcast. My name is Michael Walker, and today we are talking with Tristan Lockhart from Dad's Game, currently residing in Tacoma, Washington, and working as a business relationship manager for a financial institution. He's a father of two boys, six and nine. In today's episode, we talk about screen time management and the importance of balancing your kids from not feeling left out, but also not being consumed by electronics. Tristan actually makes his kids physically write out what they are learning from the game in order to get more screen time, which I thought was really neat. We also talk about mental health and having an outlet outside of gaming that you can speak about your feelings, about your kids, your marriage, etc. So you can always sure to bring your best self forward and you can navigate through life. I will put all of Tristan's details in the show notes for those that you want to check him out. You really should. He's a hilarious guy. Thanks a lot. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, my name is uh, T-Lock. I go by T-Lock. Uh, it's, my name is Tristan Lockhart legally, my government name, but we don't use those as gamers. Um, got into gaming as, uh, really, my mom got me into gaming. She worked for a computer specialist, com- or a computer company or gaming company for the military. And uh, needless to say, I got a chance to be a game tester growing up. So all those arcade games that are on military bases way back when in the 90s, I got a chance to test those out before they got put out to all over the world. So that's essentially what got me into gaming. And we're talking about Oregon Trail, old school PC gaming. That's where it started. Very cool. Um, First of all, I don't know if you're a Final Fantasy fan, but very cool last name. (laughs) You know what? Um, I haven't been a fan. I just started even paying attention to it, to be honest, and I heard about that. And so I'm very interested whenever I get the capacity to start playing one of them. I'm definitely going to keep an eye out for it. If when you get time, I think Final Fantasy VII would be the, definitely the, the one to start with. Well, you know what, Mr. Walker, I'll definitely take your advice Perfect. on that. Which, which is where Tifa Lockhart is, which is one of the main uh, female characters is from. So That's all that matters. Exactly. You are also a father. So I guess you tell us how many kids you have uh, kind of details about that. Yeah, I have two amazing boys. Uh, One's nine. The other one is six. Uh, Funny enough, my six year old is the gamer special extraordinaire. Uh, My oldest one, um, he games a lot, uh, but he kind of sticks to certain games. Whereas my youngest one, he's all about competition. So whatever you want to challenge him in, um, he'll definitely work hard to to compete. There you go perfect. What kind of games do you guys play? I guess as like a family or family, uh, it tends to be Fortnite. I want to branch them out, but Fortnite for all three of us playing. And then if it's me and my youngest, we'll we'll dive into some Destiny too. We're pretty much uh, Xbox console players. So sorry for my PC family out there and my PlayStation family out there, but I may not be able to relate to all the games that have been that have been distributed, but. Which is, I guess, why you're not a Final Fantasy fan, which because that's uh, typically a Sony exclusive. Exactly. I got a PS4 um, just recently. And uh, so I'm starting to get into a lot of the PlayStation exclusive titles or at least what they if they were back in the day. Nice. And one thing you and everyone listening should do is keep an eye out on PlayStation's Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Every once in a while, they'll, uh, part of their Game Pass, they'll just let you download games for free. Um, like even if you don't have the paid subscription. Like I just picked up Horizon Zero Dawn for free like a couple weeks ago. I was just about to talk about that because I was like, wasn't that on that list too? And I completely missed it by the time I realized what was going down. 
Yeah, I haven't had a chance to uh, play it yet. Uh, I'm typically a PC gamer. I would love to get pulled more in the direction of console because it's easier to, you know, pause it and kind of, you know, separate it. But uh, typically, all my friends and everything, we we play the PC games. And for me, gaming is a lot more about the social interaction. So, uh, like, I would choose to play, like, a less fun game with friends versus, like, a more engaging graphical game on the single player by myself. No, that's fair. That's fair. And if you don't mind, I know, I know you're leading the conversation, but what got you into gaming? Yeah, sure. So, uh, I guess my dad played a bit of games when we were younger. It was, like, the regular Nintendo Mario uh, he got pretty big into it. And I think after that, he didn't really continue on with uh, later generations. Uh, but then when the uh, Super Nintendo came out, I got that. And um, my cousin had the PlayStation. So he was on the, the Final Fantasy kind of games. And I was more on like the Donkey Kong. Um, and that's kind of Donkey Kong for me. And in, in Final Fantasy is what got me into gaming. Uh, and then from there, I kind of branched out a bit with the PC. I got into competitive Counter-Strike. And then after that, I kind of, became a primarily PC gamer uh, than going into like World of Warcraft and, and what have you. Counter-Strike definitely was by far one of the most iconic games growing up for me, just because everybody played Counter-Strike and I didn't know what in the world was going on because I still was more of a console player, but I was highly intrigued with, with Counter-Strike, but I never got a chance to, to dive in. Do you ever have you guys ever tried out any of the other uh, battle royales like Apex or anything, or you guys strict strictly stick to Fortnite? Man, I tried to get them into Apex. They're not digging the Apex, so that's okay. You know, they're nine and six. If when they get a little bit older and they like, I, I feel like Apex is a little bit more of a mature Fortnite. It doesn't have the fun dances that you're looking for um, yep. at their age. So. I, I can understand that and I can relate and I'm I'm totally okay with being patient and just waiting until they get older to see if they like other types of games and other battle royales outside of the cartoony, you know, flashy type type games. Yeah, for me, at least it's funny, like as much as like, I guess, Apex is more mature. Um, I really I please play Fortnite daily um, and I got pretty big into it, but. Um, as the game came became more mature and more popular and more people were playing it, uh, eventually I just got outskilled and outclassed out of the game, at least to you know be competitive and continually win first places because I just couldn't keep up on the building side. Yeah, and, those uh, are amazing. That's, yeah, that's the biggest. And yeah, now watching them, oh, uh, like my, I, my brain can barely keep up with the you know the top players. Even just watching like a tournament, like I don't even oh, understand what they're doing. It's so it's so impressive too. And I'm just like, man, this is kind of like art. I can't believe people don't really look at this because it, the amount of skill that it takes for you to place all of those in the right spot. I can't, I only rank number one if I'm playing trios with the kids. And that also means that we're like camping or doing something that's out of danger for the most part, you know, chopping down a tree or shooting some random wolf just because, <laughs> just because he's walking the wrong way. And my kids want to pursue that instead of the championship. So <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's the extent of us being able to compete. And then if nobody's gotten to us yet, we'll, we'll get first place, but it's not like we just go out there and we can head hunt. And no matter what we're winning first place, that, that yeah. doesn't exist. And, and I mean, again, I know you, I kind of mentioned on my Instagram story, not too long ago, about apex and you said we should play some time. And I think that's the game that I really like about apex is it's a lot more aggressive and it's about the head hunting. Like you said, right. Um, I mean, you can get high ranked by, playing the circle and kind of more passive. 
but it's definitely a game when you win, you're normally getting like 10 kill games and you're, you're, you're taking the fight. Yeah. I like as soon that. As you hear shots, you're like, okay, we're running towards that fight. I like that. I like that. So um, I'm not as good in Apex uh, just because, and I know you're about to get into it in a moment, but you know, my profession didn't really allow a lot of space for gaming. Um, So what do you do for a living? I am now a business relationship manager for a large financial institution, which is, you know, handling businesses with annual revenue from a million to about, I want to say 20 million. Uh, I just transferred into this position. Uh, My previous role was a branch manager. Um, and congratulations thank you thank you and just you know with everything going on it got really tough inside the branch to really have your own life um and let alone family time and so you're really trying to balance all of that and oh by the way let's try to snag this or snag this 30 minutes of gaming in right before bed before we have to do it all over again now i have a little bit more flexibility hence you know you can see the new the new ig you can see the post starting because I have space to be able to do that. Yeah, that's really cool. And I, I didn't actually ask, whereabouts are you located? Oh, Tacoma, Washington, man. So okay. Tacoma is right underneath Seattle. For those that aren't familiar with the West Coast, everybody knows about Seattle. Everybody knows about the Seahawks, Space Needle, you know, Sleepless in Seattle. We have all of those things. But Tacoma is the second largest city in the state of Washington. And it's nice. about it's about 40 minutes away with good traffic and there's never good traffic. So that means it's about an hour, hour and a half away um, daily when you're when you're traveling south. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, I'm Canadian, so uh, from Toronto area. So I have pretty poor U.S. geography. Well, I grew up in Frankfurt, Germany for the first 13 years of my life. So very cool. Um, when I visited Vancouver, there's a lot of similarities in culture. Um, I have not had a chance to visit Toronto, but best believe um, I'm going to go there because I'm a big fan of Canada. Big fan. That's great. So why don't we guys go back? Cause it's kind of interesting, a little d- bit more details, I guess, about your childhood and how you got into gaming and, you know, your mom's occupation and stuff. I don't know if you yeah. have any cool stories about that or. The coolest story was the fact that I was a tester. So what they would have is our game days. And she works in the IT part of this company. The company was called Army Recreation Recreation Machine Program, shortened it for ARMP. Um, And that was your your computers throughout all military throughout the world. Um, And that was your gaming. That was just your network. It was a small company that served pretty much the global infrastructure of the military if you're getting into those um, recreation gaming types, right? So they would they would do slot machines and they would do those driving uh, car video games. Like it was a it was an arcade company when arcades were were the were the in thing right then. So I got a chance to test all of those out when they were working on them, maintaining them and needed, you know, like a test response. They needed heavy usage. And so all the kids of, of the staff got a chance to just go to town, man. And by far one of my favorite parts of my childhood. Okay. And, and maybe I misheard you. I, for some reason, I thought you said for the army, but I guess you're saying the company was called ARP. Yeah. Uh, she worked for the army. It was like, it was like a contract an army recreation machine program is what it was called, but she served, you know, pretty much all the military. Oh, Okay. Okay, because I was because I was trying yeah. to draw a lot like a connection of okay, what does game testing have to do with like you know no I <laughs> soldiers right like 
I was like, yeah. these are like, are these like, you know, like there's a American army and like these video games over time that were like specifically designed to like train people. Like, he I don't said, know. This man's mom is working for cyborgs. Okay. Yeah. He's working for, he got a whole fleet. No, uh, no, she was just, her company had nothing directly to do with the military. It was oh, okay. like more of the recreation side. So when they're off duty, you know, where, where are they going to go? What kind of services that they have? And she worked in the gaming, the gaming oh, sector. Nice. Yeah. But I really didn't become full on gaming until college when Halo came out. And so I, I traveled a lot in Germany with the balance of just going through the Nintendos with all of your Super Mario Worlds. Super Nintendo came out. Super Mario World was my jam. And then we're going into Sega Genesis. I had one of those. And Sonic the Hedgehog is my, you know, so. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit older. So I'm 36. And so I, I, I'll, I'll put that out there now. Um which meant that I experienced like the first evolution of gaming. I didn't get a chance to get into Atari, but all of those things were kind of my experience and just learning. And, and now looking back, it's just crazy how far it's, how far it's came. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm almost turning 33 and I mean, I wouldn't classify us, I guess as old and kind of coming up with the gaming. I mean, we definitely kind of did, but I had someone on earlier that, you know, he was talking about, which was kind of cool and maybe you experience this like kind of coming up with the arcade era and like actually going to arcades in high school and like the culture around that. And like in the arcade, he could be best friends and like, and competing with, you know, the head quarterback, uh, the football team. But then once that's, you kind of go out that regime, then it's like, right. okay, you're back to like different social that's so corners true. and you don't talk anymore. And <laughs> that's so true. Um, I actually due to the new movie, I, um, got Mortal Kombat. I'm not the biggest fan of letting my kids play like the super violent games, but for whatever reason, I decided to let them play just because I knew that the, if I didn't, they were going to play it somewhere else soon. So I'm like, yeah. okay, well, I'm I'm gonna you know I'm gonna show you this, but you'll you'll have my guidance. And so I'm playing, and they're like, why are you so good? And I said, well, Daddy used to play in the arcades, and this reminds him of those arcade movements where, you know, you're half circle rolling, you know, they didn't even yeah. understand what that meant. They were like, what do you mean half circle roll? I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. This is no longer a, a uh, an arcade generation for the most part. It's you have your own consoles. And now with COVID it's definitely kind of just stuck in your own home and, and whatever graphics that you deal with, but none of them have joysticks or the traditional ways that we used to game back then. Yeah, for sure. So I guess you said you just picked up Mortal Kombat and Fortnite. What other games are you playing currently? I got Outriders, uh, Dirt 5. I, I, we did an episode on Dirt 5 just because of how um, underrated I think that it is when it comes to the Series X. Um, it's a great game, and it it's the first game, in my opinion, since the Series X came out that takes advantage of the full updates of the controller like you, if you're driving over rocks or gravel you can tell what you're driving over even if it's dirt you can feel like how not in control you are by driving in the dirt so dirt five is is definitely on my list right now i just got into immortal immortals phoenix rising beautiful game that's 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 comparable to zelda breath of the wild and you can really tell the similarities okay so i i'd recommend that one if you're a zelda fan that game has great humor in it. And it I, I didn't expect that. Like the gods are talking to each other and the jokes within within the conversation are amazing. Plus graphics, plus content. So check it out. For those listening, uh, when he said the last episode, Tristan does have a podcast as well called Dad's a Game. 
and uh, you guys kind of talk about gaming and, and is it with your friend? Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. He didn't get a chance to to make it on here today. It's just me and Hassan and both of us get a chance to we're <laughs> so we talk a lot of smack when we're just at home and we just decided to record it. Uh, we're still navigating kind of the framework within a within a podcast because as much that, that and, and for the audience, that one's more of an explicit. So I, I wouldn't necessarily have your your kids listen unless they're okay with a few cuss words or more. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but what I will say, uh, he's actually having a child. I oh, have nice. two. I have two. And so I said, man, we should name, even though you're not necessarily a father who has like a kid that's out of the womb, you're still considered a father in some circles. So let's put together a podcast. He's a big Marvel fan. He plays video games. I play video games. And so we make sure that we we keep the gaming component in the in the forefront, but we talk about pop culture, uh, our family, uh, random stories that just happens to our lives. So it's a lot of fun. I encourage you guys to check it out. Follow sure, us. I I listened to part of the episode. It was good. I'll definitely uh, take some time to listen some more later this week. Staying on the podcast, a uh, lot of thoughts. I guess what made you want to kind of go down that path and start a podcast, like just for fun, something with you and your friend? Uh, or do you kind of feel like you have some knowledge you want to share with the kind of world or? No, I mean, uh, it kind of it, it. So I have two podcasts, Mr. Mike. I have the first podcast is T-Lock Entertainment Presents Inquiring, Inquiring Minds Want to Know. Uh, T-Lock Entertainment is my entertainment company that specialized in DJing for weddings um, and emceeing. However, again, through the pandemic, a lot of that revenue um, and opportunity just wasn't present at the time. Now, we're opening back up and obviously that business is driving itself, you know, back to where it was going. But I needed to not necessarily supplement income, but start a different direction to where it can potentially make income down the road. But I need to start it now because who knows, you know, I didn't have a timetable as to when COVID was going to end or the restrictions or or anything like that. So um, I love speaking. I love chatting. I thought this was a great opportunity to really just go for it. And so I started my podcast um, with Inquiring Minds Want to Know that actually had great success. And from that made me want to talk to Hassan and say, hey. I have success with this podcast and I'm doing it by myself. I think it'd be even more fun if I had a co-host with this podcast and, and we can really make something um, magical. And I think we do have a good product only being, you know, a few episodes in. And so that's kind of what inspired my journey in podcasting. And that's what's sustaining my journey in podcasting. And if I recall correctly, your kind of your other podcast, the Inquiring Minds Want to Know. I mean, some of the topics you come up with yourself, but you also kind of just take recommendations on topics and just kind of answer them in future episodes as well, right? Right, right. And um, just because interviews, uh, as you can personally speak to, probably working with me, interviews are sometimes hard, you know, to get just because people have personal lives and you don't know. Um, you don't know what they're going through and you don't know what their schedule is. So really getting interviews nailed down sometimes becomes a little bit difficult. And so I will take, I will create content or curate content um, depending on if it's small business month or something helpful for the audience to really take home and apply to real life. So that's more of like the serious, you know, I want to make sure I'm making an impact 
Um, and that's my leadership side of myself when I, when I use that, that podcast channel. There you go. And, ha- and how did you get to kind of come about that? Is that by like education or just strictly in- interest in that kind of uh, topics? I, I'm, I was in leadership. So okay. leadership, you know, being a branch manager just allowed you to really impart a lot of knowledge into people. And it begged a lot of questions as to why things are the way they are. Right. Inquiring minds want to know. So I just decided to make a podcast and say, hey, I can interview people from this industry. We can just speak about a general question and a thought. Um, I can make it towards like whatever's trending in the culture and we can do things that have happened in the past, but now analyzing it. So it really was a universal title or universal name for that, for that uh, podcast. So I just went with it and I'm having a great time. Obviously I'm having a hard time speaking today, but I promise that's not always the case. No, you're doing great. So um, kind of go ahead, switch back to the gaming side then. Is there any games kind of coming down the pipe that you're looking forward to? Man, you can send them an email too, but Xbox, I need you guys to come out with Halo. I did not fail classes in college. So y'all can, <laughs> you know what I mean? So you guys can now drop the ball. I need you to go through. I miss Bungie. Um, I will say that I, I really do miss Bungie and them being involved in Halo because you can tell the difference when they moved themselves, when they removed themselves from it and decided to work on Destiny 1 and 2. So um, Halo is still a big part of my life uh, just because there's euphoria in that. So I'm looking for when that comes out and down the pipe, if I'm if I'm really talking down the pipe, we're talking 2023. It is uh, Black Myth Wukong. Have you seen the trailer to that? I have not, bro. I'll have to check it out. If that's not one of the best games you've ever seen or like you ever play, I will try to return that game immediately like it was Cyberpunk. That's what I will do because the the trailer for this is one of the best trailers that I've seen in video gaming. The, the fact that it's just in its early stages and the amount of options that they provide to you is mind-blowing. So it's, it's an old Chinese um, legend. Uh, it's about... I, I don't know what it's about, to be honest. I don't want to mess that up. But you're there's a main character and you just have the ability to, you know, morph into different things and fight different creatures. It's not just, you know, samurais. It's it's thinking outside the box. So I'm just really excited for something to to get to be new and fresh. I'll have to take a look. And, and what's the kind of style of game? It looks like it's kind of like a Dark Souls or, or something like that. Or Yeah, yeah. So I would I would say so. Um, just looking at it. I think I would say Dark Souls for right now. Um, I don't think it really gives us too much to really go off of. It gives us gameplay, but you don't really understand what you're doing until you you really still don't understand what you're doing yet. So you're just trying to you're just right now looking at a great piece of gameplay. Who knows what will happen when it actually comes out? And that that will be my only concern. They have three years to work on this still. um, And so hopefully Hopefully it comes out. There you go. There's actually a game that I've been following for a bit. Uh, if you're into that kind of Dark Souls game, not sure if it's coming out to the console. It's called Mortal Shell. Um, it looks pretty good. You should look into it. I am looking at it right now, and the graphics look amazing. So, I'm go. is gra- are graphics important to you, like as a gamer? 
sometimes I'm and now, yes, because I didn't get this. I didn't go through hell to get the Microsoft Series X or excuse me, the Xbox Series X and then not to have good graphics. Now everything has to have good graphics. It made me drink tea with my pinky up. It makes me very, very bougie. This month, like I can't yet now wait times bother me so much now. I can't believe it. I just I don't feel right when I have to wait longer than 20 seconds for something to load. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah, that's OK. You could judge me <laughs> all you want. No, to. no. But when that happens, I can understand why PC gamers love PC gaming. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Like I have a top of line PC I just got earlier this year and I would be losing if it was 20 second load time. Dude. I want like, like a point. I want like a point two second load time. Exactly. <laughs> like, like why is this taking so long and respect like 20 seconds yeah. isn't that long, but we, yeah, but it that. comes down to cost thing too. Also, yeah. right. Like an Xbox is 500 bucks. You know, if you get a top line gaming PC, you're spending 3000. So that's I want to build one. I want to build one one day. Did you build yours? <laughs> yeah, I did, man. Yeah. You're a boss. I, I went let, through I'm, the, you know, what's called discord and all the alerts and bots and stuff to try to get the brand new graphic cards. And it was a pain in the butt. You're a boss, bro. That's, that's way more advanced than I can ever get. (laughs) I had a lot of friends that are a lot more tech savvy and kind of helped me out. But Hey, you're an app. You're, you're an average of five of your friends is what they say. So your friends are bosses too. (laughs) I guess outside your kids and it sounds like you do a bit of single player gaming. I guess, do you game with your podcast hosts or, or is there kind of a core group that you game with or is it typically just solo and your kids? No, man, it's it's that's I'm a lonely gamer and it's not by anybody's fault outside of, you know, I, I was I would work nine to five for banking and then I would DJ on the weekend. So nobody had access to me like that to game. So I did a lot of my gaming as like a stress relief. Yeah, you just gotta a, trade. You just gotta trade sleep for right. You, know, late you really do. You really do, and I did, and I still do sometimes. But I don't have <laughs> to do it anymore. I don't have to do it anymore. Um, so I'm pretty thankful for that. But yeah, lonely gamer. Yeah, that that that's actually a really good uh, you know podcast or um, you know Instagram account name. Ah ah, I see where you're going. <laughs> I see where you're going. I like it. It's a kind of a loaded question that I try to ask is uh why do you keep playing games i guess you know like you said there, stress relief entertainment um maybe you don't have that same issue but i always kind of tell the story about how you know when you get into competitive gaming especially online you know sometimes you end up actually leaving the night more stressed than when you started it so it's kind of like i always ask myself that question you know why do you game still no i get that um what i will say is i game Outside of the stress relief, I game for a lot of inspiration. You really do have to think outside the box when you're playing certain games. Um, and I like keeping my like like a word puzzle. You know what I mean? I, I'd like keeping a crossword puzzle. I like keeping my brain active. And so, again, tying it back to Phoenix, Immortals Phoenix Rising, you really have to problem solve in order to advance into the next stage. Same thing with Zelda with Breath of the Wild. So, um the kids pick it up so fast. And I admire that because as you grow older, you know, you're just like, man, you're, you're getting it so fast and it's taking me forever. And I used to be able to do that. So it's kind of like exercise for me. So outside of it being a stress relief, it's definitely a mental exercise. Even, if I'm, even if I'm shooting up aliens, I'll tell you that too. I have to strategically ensure that my loadout is right. And you know what I mean? Like you put some, you get a chance to really put thought into it. So either way, it, it still takes brain strategy in order to accomplish your goals 
Yeah. And, and it's actually great. I mean, my daughter's only 20, almost 22 months now. Um, but you have the ability, obviously, where it also becomes like family bonding as well. So that's exactly pretty, luck pretty lucky. Exactly. Maybe in the future I'll get there. No, nah, you will, man. She's going to she's going to love gaming. Yeah. I promise. Your dad, you know what I mean? It's gonna be yeah, daddy, it's gonna be daddy's girl, and I'm sure she loves and adores you already. So you're good. Going back, I guess, to the kid side. Then, uh, do you have any um, interesting stories or proud uh, daddy moments, whether it be gaming related or anything else that you want to share with the audience? Um, you know, when it comes to my youngest one, proud moment for him would be the fact that he, his power level on Destiny Two is that of an adult, and he's six years old. And he and he competes like he goes into the end game activities. He plays gambits. He goes on strikes and like he holds his own and he just turned six in December, you know. So wow. he, so he's not like I've been six for a while. Now he's kind of like halfway there. But still, just as a six year old to really switch loadouts and, you know, put the higher armor on and just to be able to aim and shoot is, is crazy to me. So. Like I said, the young the young man's talented. Um, however, when it comes to building and creating, my oldest, that's the way his brain works. So when it comes to Fortnite, he's a big creative player and he would build his whole world. Um, same thing with Minecraft is another big, he's a big fan of Minecraft and he's a big fan of Roblox, all of which have the same idea of being able to build your own world. So he his imagination is enhanced when he's in video games and of course every kid wants to be a youtuber but whenever we really get to a serious conversation about that um, as long as he has the right strategies in place and ensuring that he's doing it for the right reasons i think he'd be widely successful because his imagination is unparalleled yeah there's actually a game i just looked up but i play that you'd like if you kind of like that survival game uh, it's called valheim but it looks like it's only for the pc it was kind of uh, like it was a Viking survival game. Uh, no, I think I think I've seen that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. And I'm, I want to say, is it just for PC now? I felt like I've seen it somewhere it, else. I think maybe, maybe it's going to come out for the uh, Xbox in the future, but it looks okay. like it's. Okay. Okay, that's that's fair. I'll keep an eye out for it because I think I wanted to play that title too. Yeah, it's great. Um, all right. Any uh, tips, I guess, for any dads listening um, in order? Because I know before you said, you know, with work and I guess younger children, it was harder to kind of find time to game. So looking back, do you think there's anything you could have done to kind of squeeze that in or um, any tips for anyone that's kind of trying to still maintain their hobbies as they kind of enter into fatherhood? If you're entering into fatherhood, then I would just say in general, really own your schedule. And I know it sounds corny to schedule gaming, but you're really going to have to schedule gaming. I mean, you're on a team with your wife and you're about to bring a whole human inside this earth. Yeah. Um, so if you guys aren't on the same page, if you're not evenly yoked, if you guys aren't in agreement with this, it's going to be very difficult. So one, the biggest tip is to ensure that you have that support of your spouse with just owning your own space on certain days. And you can fill it with gaming if that's your passion, but you can also fill it with anything else that really is, you know, feeds your soul to get that space and serenity that you need. So yeah, as long um, as it's kind of a recharge, right. To make you a better father, you know, the next day, a better husband. Yeah. I can't stress that enough because what you don't want to do is take the stress that, you know, cause there's a lot of great dads out there that are going out to work every day 
and putting it all out there on the line just to take something home for the family. And it definitely isn't enough um, for the family. And then they come home and they don't have um, they don't have the ability to get that space for themselves. You know, they're pouring out their bucket and nobody's pouring in a bucket for them. So sometimes they have to just really, you know, compartmentalize and be aware of the situation, but really own that schedule and carve out that space for yourself. And just sometimes people got to be disappointed if they don't understand that you still need your space for you, then they aren't the people that should be supporting your life or in, in your life for support. Yeah, for sure. But they, what do they say on the, on the airplane, man, you got to put your oxygen mask on before you can help somebody else. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's what, um, always inspires me when we know a few people that are like single parents and I just can't even wrap my head around it. Right. To not have that support system, um, that relief system. Cause they, they, so they, they never, they, they right. never really have anyone to allow them unless they have, you know, close grandparents or, you know, what have you to kind of put on their mask first. They always have to put on everyone else's man that. Yeah. And, and eventually, you know, the plane's going down and they, they pass out, they, they lose, and everybody else is still okay, kind of, because now, now you passed out. Now they're they're impacted by your absence. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you made it worse, and you and you all you're trying to do is make it better. So that that is self love, self care is cliche because of social media, but it is that does not mean that it is not true and it is not important. So uh, from me to you and whoever's listening, man, just make sure your mind is straight. Make sure you take care of yourself so you can take care of others. You're not taking yourself, take care of yourself just to be selfish. And I think that's the misconception. Um, you, you're taking care of yourself so you can take care of your family and others. I couldn't agree more. Sorry, I got on a little soapbox. I no, that's that. that, and those are all valid points, right? And obviously it becomes a balancing act. Or we always got to look in the mirror and make sure that, um, you know, you're doing it for the right reasons and you're not neglecting anything else in your life because, you know, gaming is a can be a time-consuming hobby. Absolutely, man. It definitely can. But a fun hobby at that. It, yeah. It, it, yeah, it brings families together, man. Especially when my wife, she's not a gamer, but she'll still hop on like, a you know, a Super Smash Brothers. She'll hop on Mario Kart, something very fun and light. And it's it's still fun when the kids can, you know, beat their parents and feel good about just having some family time. It still brings family into it as opposed to um, being isolated by the game. And I think that's another tip that I would like to add here at the end is that when you're encouraging your kids to game, um, it's a lot different atmosphere than when we grew up. So instead of shutting it down where it could cause rebellion, we really want to see how we can leverage it and in turn use it as a teaching lesson and still include other people as well. So maybe buy team games, maybe buy games that you can play together. And also I set a time limit on my kids playtime. Um, and so if he wants more, he can play, he can watch TV, but he has to write a sentence. Um, he has to write like physically write what he's learned from it. So if you can't learn from it and you can't write it out, then you've, you just lost the privilege to extend your time. There you go. That's just my take. That reminds me. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, my, my daughter's 22 months and obviously everyone has different opinions, but like we don't even really let her you do any electronics yet. Um, nope. Like no TV, no nothing. Nope. Um, and I'm not judging against those that decide to go that route, but for us, that's the route we've decided to go. And 
you know, from what we can see, you know, when we put her, she has a, just a lot better imagination and ability to entertain herself and stuff like that. You throw her in front of a few toys, uh, I guess probably just, you know, a longer attention span. I actually agree with you and I applaud you. And that's what we did with our oldest. And then it became challenging when he got into school and he has friends and, you know, you let him go over to your, your the cousin's house all of a sudden and they don't have the same framework or, stru- or you know, this, the ideals that you have when it comes to that specific thing, yeah. electronic. So, you know, I tried to balance ensuring that my kid doesn't feel left out, but still monitoring his usage to not for his life to not totally being consumed by electronics. So yeah, for sure. it's, it's got to be a balance too, right? Where, you know, if you know, they have friends and they're socializing outside of the game, plus like doing well or their best in school and kind of has exercise and kind of, as long as there's kind of a balance of everything and it's not just like, okay, 95% entertainment and electronics and then a low, very low percentage of everything else. And then I think anything's fine. It's about balance. Right. I mean, and I, I, I mean, I'm not kidding myself either. I mean, even the whole lack, you know, not letting her watch TV or whatever. I, I understand that will be a lot more challenging, uh, especially with the later kids, uh, because then, as you know, the oldest one is like, okay, they're an appropriate age; they can watch a bit of TV. Then, very hard to say, tell the little one, well, you can't. Man, it, look, I will tell you this, right? Is this your first child? It is. Yeah, months? yeah. I okay. only have the one that's 22 months. Yeah. Man, uh, I'm, I'm actually super excited for you because it's going to be fun. What I will tell you is that there, there's going to come a time, <laughs> there's going to come a time where you're just like, no matter what I do, some other kid's going to ruin this. And so we were, <laughs> we were at a, we were at a park and, you know, my kids are respectful for the most part. I teach them to defend themselves, but they're respectful. And there's this other kid who had the worst language I've ever heard a, a child have. And he's dropping F bombs. And I said, this is the moment where I realized that no matter how much I teach my kids that it's inappropriate to cuss, there's a kid like this that is just screaming at the top of the toy. Just this is, you know, this is bleep and bleep. And I'm like, where are the parents? Parents yeah. are involved in their their phone. And I just don't think that they care. You know what I mean? Like, I think that the culture is different. So mm-hmm. um, when you have certain values and morals that align with you know maybe religious beliefs or just just what your comfort level is it's going to be it's very unique when you go out and try to have your kid you know mingle with other kids that don't have the same parents for sure yeah <laughs> it is i just think crazy. that um there, there was a cultural shift you know probably you know five ten years ago at least i'm looking at you know younger kids that i know and where it seems like there's a shift towards the importance of I guess, you know, whether it be like we were talking about before, social acceptance, all that stuff, but where the parent wants to be like the friend, almost more importantly than the the parent. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't want to ever make them feel bad about themselves or, you know, make them cry or disappointed or what have you. That's actually a thing, man. And it's kind of like that's your job as a parent, right? Like if your kids don't hate you, um, then I don't know. I mean, that sounds bad, but like I kind of have that mindset, right? Where if they don't hate you, then you're probably not doing the best job or you have a really good kid. And the cool thing is, is obviously, regardless, I, and again, this is just from reading and, you know, talking to people, obviously I only have a 22 month old. So some people listening could, you know, think about to lunch, but you know, my general concept is your kids are going to adore you and you're going to be their idols when they're super young. 
um, then, you know, once they kind of get into those double digits or teenage years, they're probably are going to, and they should hate you between like then until they're like a young adult. And then you guys can become best friends again when they're in their like young twenties. Exactly true. That's but, exactly true. You know, you can't always stay their friend, especially if you st- try to stay their friend through all the peer pressure and, you know, puberty and all this shit they're going to go through and you still want to be their friend. It's just, they need hard love during that time or they're well, going to make poor decisions. There's been times where I've, you know, laid the laid the law and or I took some like even when I take something away for a long time, like there's been times where I just feel so bad. Oh, like yeah. I, like I like I like I feel like the worst, but I will never go back to change it like they have to learn. That's all I have to tell myself. Like there's there's no way that I can show them they have to experience you know a lot of what we learn is through experience so they have to understand what that sadness is and they have to say okay well i don't want to feel this way anymore one how do i cope and get through it through this punishment and two what steps do i need to take to ensure that either daddy's never going to find out again or i just (laughs) or, (laughs) or i just you know get my life together either way they have to learn that when you're standing your ground they cannot learn that when you're like oh you know what you're right you don't feel good about it or I didn't mean to make you feel bad. So yeah, here you go. So yeah, I'm with you, brother. Yeah. You can't be too strict, but you know, I think the biggest thing that I see, and again, just my opinion of like what a lot of younger kids or even people, kids, even all the way up to high school now are missing is like that grit. You know, they haven't had to go through that adversity. And then obviously the issue becomes, I mean, again, I don't know how it is down the States, but at least in Canada, even at a young age, like uh, sports, like they don't really keep track of score at too young of an age. Like everyone gets a trophy. Like that's kind of the attitude, you know, which is maybe there's some science behind the pros of that, but you know, they need to, you know, understand winning and losing and grits and perseverance. And, you know, you're not always going to get your way and everything. Cause the issue is eventually society will like it will stop where they stop holding your hand and typically that's at this point at least in canada it's kind of like university college is when the system stops holding your hands but then all of a sudden these kids go from like everyone's looking out for you everyone cares about your well-being everyone's like babying you to all of a sudden you're on your own you've moved maybe to another state or the other side of the world and you're totally on your own right and then they wonder okay well why do all these kids struggle mentally or they all fail the first year or they all right because they just went from like this is your structure and bubble you live in and everyone's going to kind of walk around eggshells on you to just welcome to the real world. Good luck. Right. No, I, I completely, you hit that right on the head, brother. I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> All right. The other uh, kind of last thing that I typically ask, I guess, is uh, closing remarks on um, if you have any high level fatherhood tips or I guess even husband tips, you know, kind of. Uh, I kind of just sprinkled a little bit of tips in. So I won't I won't stress that point out. But what I will say, uh, regular health, it is mental health awareness month. So I will say it like this. Uh, Make sure you have an outlet outside of gaming where you can speak about your feelings and it should not be your friend. um, But you need to speak about your feelings, even when it comes to your marriage, to somebody so you can either develop the, the tools to be able to navigate through challenges or. You can at least um, use that as an outlet to speak about your feelings, because if you hold it in, just seeing a lot of people not making the best decisions that impact not only their their wives, but their family and kids, you know, so make sure that you take some time for yourself. You too, um, sir, Mr. Host, 
uh, I would like you to take time for yourself <laughs> uh, just because the world is crazier than ever, mainly because that's how the media gives it to us. And yeah. because of that, it's causing a lot of anxiety and a lot of people aren't slowing down. So we need to slow down. We need to make sure that we're sticking to our own facts and understanding who we are and who our friends are and ensure that you get some counsel. A lot of, a lot of people don't like to use the word therapy. I still use it. So make sure you have some counsel or seek counsel, pastor, therapist, whatever. It's, it's important. I mean, especially maybe in your line of work, you found uh, with mentorship and training and what have you, you know, obviously over the last year or so because of COVID, it's yeah been a challenge for a lot of people and everyone's kind of going on trying to pretend that life's, you know, normal, but it's not. It, it not right, not right now, but that's, and that's okay. Uh, normalcy is in all honesty is change all the time. And so sure. sometimes it changes for the great. It doesn't change. Sometimes it changes for the bad. I just want to make sure you guys take care of yourself so you can last for everybody else because your family needs you. We need you. There's nobody else that we can, you know, we want to game with you. So make sure that you guys keep your mental straight so you can keep gaming. Yeah. Very good point. Unless there's anything else that you want to talk about, I guess where we can wrap it up. No, we definitely can wrap it up. But again, my name is T-Lock. You can follow uh, my mm. podcast as this is a shameless plug that Mr. Walker allowed me to do. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you. You can find us on Spotify right now uh, at dads who game. Uh, and you can also find us on Instagram at uh, DWG podcast underscore 21 for obviously 2021, because we're that witty. Um, and you can also follow my other podcasts, uh, inquiring minds want to know, uh, just search for that in uh, any, any search engine and mine should come up from T-Lock entertainment. So I want to thank you, Mr. Michael Walker for having me on your amazing show. Um, your episode with the gaming family on Twitch really got me uh, engaged and I just love your setup. Um, if you guys are listening, make sure you subscribe to him to ensure you get the latest episodes and whatever support link that he has, please click that because as much as we do it for our, for the fun of it, it is also great when we can use some of those donations to make it even more fun for you guys to listen to, whether it be video, more better streaming. So make sure you support this man. Thank you very much. And I will definitely put all of uh, your details for Instagram and podcast in the show notes as well for anyone that wants to check it out. I appreciate you, brother. Many Thanks. blessings to you and your family and that lovely 22-month-year-old. My main takeaways from this episode are the importance of owning your schedule. You and your wife are a team, so plan, coordinate, and schedule to ensure you're always on the same page. Whether your outlet is gaming or something else, like they say before takeoff on an airplane, you need to put on your mask first. So make sure to take care of yourself so you can last through the journey of life and you can take care of others. I hope you enjoyed the episode.